do yesterday? Yesterday, I yeah. watched a lot of movies. Um, and that's about it, basically. Did you see how good I set it up this time? Like, I was really like, what did you do yesterday? Because yesterday I watched The, the Pianist. Pianist. Yes! Okay. Mm-hmm. I was not in the mood for a World War II movie yesterday, but I was like, I'm just going to watch The Pianist anyways. Mm-hmm. Because I actually want, I'd been wanting to watch it for a really long time, but I just never did. And so mm-hmm. yesterday I found that it was on our TV, so I was like, well, time to take control of the situation and watch The Pianist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, I'm just going to start off and say Adrian Brody is so fine. Oh, he <laughs> is. Uh, bro, something about, I, the first thing that attracted me to him was his nose. Like, Oh, yes. I was like, no, oh. His, his whole face, like his eyes are like green. Oh, uh, uh, yes, sir. Period, I was dead. I was bro. dead. I saw I saw I saw the pianist a couple like a couple weeks ago and I told you about it and I was like watching the movie and I was like oh he's a snack he's fine he's so fine I already knew I already knew I don't know why I knew this I think it's because I watched I'm not sure if it's because I watched a clip of the Grand Budapest Hotel and he was in mm-hmm. it or something but I've been knowing for years this man was fine and mm-hmm. I have never watched one of his movies but I watched the pianist and I was like mm-hmm. he is like him and his brother in that movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, See, I think I've seen like one other like movie of his, but like you, I told you yesterday when I was like smaller, so like I have no recollection of it. But uh, when I bro, saw- him, literally him, and then his brother. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank goodness my dad chose that movie. Oh my gosh, I was enlightened. I oh my god, literally not even like just his like fineness, but like. His acting in this movie was exquisite. It was. I was uh, like, oh. You know when you, like, I've been watching, like, trash movies for, like, two weeks. And then you yeah, finally get that good, you finally get that good quality movie. And you're like, ah. Yeah. Like, I just, I literally watched, mm-hmm. like, uh, the last movie I watched before The Pianist was You've Got Mail. Like, the Tom Hanks, like, rom-com. Uh-huh. And, like, no disrespect to my my good brother, Tom Hanks. He can do no wrong. But, like, mm-hmm. just watching The Pianist after that movie was just so, like, mm-hmm. it hit so different because the acting was, like, exquisite. Mm-hmm. Perfection. See, for a long time, I've been searching for a movie that would make me cry. But I've only been watching movies that, like, don't make me cry. And when my dad clicked The Pianist, I was like, oh, World War II, like, it has to make me cry. Like, I'm, like, I have a soft spot for those movies. But, like, I couldn't cry, but it was such a beautiful movie. That didn't take anything from it, but, like, I couldn't cry. I cried good and well. I had a nice crying time. Like, I was waiting to cry. So, The Pianist is sort of long. Yeah. It's, like, what, two hours? It's not that long, actually. I think it's two hours. Mm -hmm. It's, like, well, no, actually, that's not average, because average movies are, like, a minute and an an hour and 30. It's like one hour and fifty nine sec yeah seconds or something. So it's basically like two hours. I'm pretty sure. An hour and fifty nine seconds. Fifty nine minutes, my bad. <laughs> I was like seconds. Uh, child. Anyways, <laughs> no minutes. So mm-hmm. I I think it's, like, it's either that or two something. It's two. It's like it's, I think it's two hours. <laughs> Arguing about how long it is. I think it's two hours. So it's kind of long. Mm-hmm. Like two a two hour movie is kind of hefty. So. Mm-hmm. I was, like, waiting to cry in the beginning. Like, I wanted to cry so bad, and I wasn't crying until the beginning. 
And then it was dragging on, and I was like, oh, I'm not crying. And then something about that scene where he was playing the piano for the Nazi officer. Mm -hmm. I was crying. I was like, yes! I don't know. Just the acting in that scene was exquisite. Mm -hmm. Yes. But... I wanted to cry so bad. Like I like when you sent me a video of like you like, you know, crying, I was like so jealous. I was like, oh, I wanted to cry so bad. I don't know what it is about movies that make you cry, but movies that make you cry are literally the best movies. Mm-hmm. I am not even lying. It's when like, you find a movie that makes you cry and you're sobbing, like it feels so good. Yeah, it's refreshing. Like <sighs> I like- think I was actually in the mood to cry yesterday because I started I was watching Dances with Wolves. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe if I watch this again, I'll cry, even though I know what happens at the end. Mm-hmm. And then I, I found the pianist on TV, and I was like, okay, I know this one's a sad one. It's time to go into this. Mm-hmm. So enough of us like cr- talking about crying. The pianist is based on a novel by the guy. What's his name again? I it's like a Jewish not Jew it's like a Polish yeah German name or something Polish really Jewish know. German name but it basically revolves around around this like Jewish man and like his family for like the first half of the film um mm-hmm. on, about World War Two and so they're like I guess well off but yeah once... they're you you can tell when you watch it their house mm-hmm. is like so nice yeah but once the Nazis start infiltrating and like you know Poland they come in the ghettos are being built so they're sent to the ghetto but there's two it's ghettos. the warsaw ghetto yeah the warsaw ghetto and they're sent to two there's like a higher end ghetto like which is a smaller one and then there's like the main big ghetto so they're sent to that and that's when like it starts but along the way he's a famous pianist so he's like yeah. on the radio and so it's like i think it's like this bomb and like the radio plays like gets destroyed he's he's not in the ghetto in the beginning yeah uh uh-huh so when alejandro's alejandro's talking about the the bomb scene that's the Mm -hmm. first scene in the movie Mm -hmm. he's he's recording um him playing the piano on the radio and it starts off when a bomb drops and so um from then on a couple of scenes later his it it starts off with the jews having to wear like the band the Mm -hmm. armbands and then later on, it progresses to the Jews having to move to the Warsaw Ghetto. So him mm-hmm. and his family moved to the Warsaw Ghetto. And, you know, tough times. It's We all know how the ghettos were. It was terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're struggling to survive. Everyone else is struggling. So mm-hmm. yeah. the Jews. And so I don't think it's... Well, it's kind of... He meets this, like, chick, this blonde girl. And it's, like, yeah. a sister of one of his co-workers. Yeah, before he moves, mm-hmm. he meets her. And then literally he sees like when they're all moving to the ghetto that's the last time he sees her yeah well well not the last, last time last time in the beginning like mm-hmm. he thinks the last time yeah he um he's like oh he he says that i'll see you later but you know okay um, but like foreshadowing foreshadowing uh-huh foreshadowing foreshadowing there and, and so let me gonna- just say wait let me just say up until this point everyone in this movie has been eating it up like literally mm-hmm. the I don't know who I don't know if this was like a set or if it was I'm pretty sure it was like a real street, but just the costumes and just like everything about this movie, like the costumes and like the people in the back, the ex you know how extras are like sometimes they like are kind of bad. Yeah, they're not like natural. <laughs> I don't know where they got these extras, but these extras mm-hmm. were eating it up. I was like It's like you're recording people like actually walking by getting to work, basically. Right. It's like you were it's like in the moment basically Mm -hmm. it's not it's not one of those movies where you're overly aware that they're acting Mm -hmm. 
it's very it's natural. actually very natural. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks uh, really good. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I like so much about this movie. It's not forced or anything like that. Yeah, because when you're watching a movie, sometimes you like look at the extras and they're like slacking, mm-hmm. and it like ruins them. Because when I watch a movie, I want to be in the movie. Like I don't yeah. want to be like, oh, they're they're like actors right now. I want to be in the mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. and like sometimes just like you can tell that it's just you're not in the moment. Mm-hmm. It kind of ruins it. But this one from the start you're like in the movie Mm -hmm. so basically that's the beginning and then they move to the ghetto and Mm -hmm. then they 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 shrink the ghetto basically and then they're put into the larger ghetto and that's when things start to get a little bit worse um a little bit worse i mean a lot worse oh terrible Uh, terrible and then they're like struggling to make ends meet he has a small job in like a cafe playing a piano Mm -hmm. but that's basically the only income anyone's getting and everyone in the ghetto is poor so they're struggling and Mm -hmm. they're forced to move to the smaller ghetto which makes Mm -hmm. things worse obviously yeah and so um then i'm going to skip forward a bit and so then people they select his sister and his brother to work at a camp and then that's when they're like in this instead of like having like individual houses they're all put into this it's like bunks basically and so then they come back and they're in this square basically waiting to be shipped to what eventually would be the death camps they don't Mm -hmm. know but they don't know that so they suspect yeah um they're like you know listening around and so his siblings come back and then that same that kind of like that same day um they're all transferred to where the cattle cars are and mm-hmm. at that moment they're just like shoving everybody in but then one of his friends from the it's ghetto not his friend well not his friend but one of the people he knows from the ghetto um manages, who's an officer yeah manages to like push him pulls, away from the crowd he pulls he pulls him out of the crowd and mm-hmm. he basically like, saves his life because he was gonna go to uh mm-hmm. the concentration camp yeah but it's like sort of emotional because mm-hmm. you know he's getting separated from his family forever. Mm-hmm. So there's like this scene where he like he sneaks out basically mm-hmm. of the the place where they're transporting everybody, and it's like there's this one scene where he's walking through the ghetto and it's like deserted, mm-hmm. it's like crying, and it's mm-hmm. like dude, he just literally lost his entire family. Yeah. Like at what cost? Because he saved his life. But his family's gone. So, like, at mm-hmm. what cost yeah. this comes so, Like, so, yeah. It was it's very good. bittersweet. It's, and, I think that scene's the one in the movie that I, most people know. Yeah. Because so, I had watched that scene before mm-hmm. I watched the movie. And so, like Lily said, he's walking around the ghetto. And then he visits his, an actual friend's house. And then he notices that it's been all ransacked. And so, he goes back to the cafe. And under where he plays the piano, there's a small latch. And there's this old guy that pops out, which is someone else he knows. And then yeah. they hide in there until the officers, well, not the bad ones, but the Jewish officers that they assigned tell them that it's, like, okay to go. And that's where I, his story basically starts. Um, do you want to take mm-hmm. it off from here? Because I've been talking a lot. <laughs> well, I talk over you, like, every single episode. <laughs> so, ed- sorry. Okay. So, um Basically, his friend also, he was working basically, uh, you know, like for, I don't want to say like the resistance, but like mm-hmm. for the resistance. So um, his friend manages to sneak him into another family's home. And uh, 
it, how many it was like oh right no he he manages to sneak him into this one man's this little head but he manages to sneak him into a man hides him basically yeah and so then after that man hides him for like a day he gets transferred to an apartment where he's basically supposed to like you know lay low for a mm-hmm. bit and so basically he's he's just in his apartment you know trying to hide trying to say inconspicuous inco- Incom- inconspicuous mm-hmm. i cannot talk <laughs> and um i believe uh he one of his neighbors basically suspects that he's a jew mm-hmm. and she's at one point she's like come out mm-hmm. follow police so he comes out and tries to play it off like he's not a jew but she she knows and so mm-hmm. he has to flee he has to flee from that apartment and so uh the man, isn't it the man had given him, him like a paper and he said, go to this address if you have an emergency, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, he said, go to this address if you have an emergency. So obviously he has, no, he has nowhere to stay anymore. So he goes to that address and the blonde girl that he knew in the beginning, this is mm-hmm. where she comes in because it's, am I right about this? It's her house that he goes to. Yeah. So her family is basically like, you know, also helping out with this cause mm-hmm. and for whatever it like the odds lined up and he goes he ends up meeting her again mm-hmm. and she comes to him you know sneak into her house and mm-hmm. well, at, this, at this point she's married and you know she, with she's child. pregnant yeah she's pregnant so her and her husband manage to sneak him into another apartment it's a flat that is actually right next to the Warsaw the Warsaw ghetto like mm-hmm. line like the wall so he's yeah. right next to them and mm-hmm. they're like you should you should pretty much be safe here very german um, areas yeah it's a really german area so you know like then you see then you see the the months pass by and as the months Mm -hmm. pass by you can see uh is it the russians who's coming in um the russians yeah you could see the russians start to like kind of close on in and then there's this whole subplot where people from the ghetto were like um fighting back and so on the street Mm -hmm. through his window he could see what the the violence that was going on the street Mm -hmm. and then and then, like, he gets sick. Oh, my God. So there was this one guy who was going to take care of him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew that man was shady from the start. Mm-hmm. The minute I saw him, I was like, this man is giving me such bad vibes. Yeah. I not like that man. Mm-hmm. Turns out we were right. And he that smiled man, too much. He was, I don't, something about his eyebrows just ticked me off that he was an evil person. But anyways, so uh, he gets sick. And uh, the man that was helping him runs off with the money he collected in his name. Mm-hmm. So he basically gets really sick. And um, uh, his homie, the girl, and her husband come and they call a doctor and the doctor takes care of him. And he he gets, you know, pretty mended, pretty patched up. <laughs> and then um, that was like not – that was like not related to the story. Well, it is, but like the, I did not have to say that. He gets I sick just- and then – Oh, and you see better. him heal over time, basically. Yeah, and then he gets this, like, really nice beard, but we're not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, any- anyways. So he's starving and dying. Okay, but the beard looked good. Like, <laughs> this is so inappropriate, but the beard looked good. Anyways, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, so basically... um. Oh, right. Basically, his his apartment gets bombed. Like, they're fighting. So he has to escape. 
he got to escape. At this point, he has nowhere to live. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere else for him to go. So he starts just hiding in like abandoned houses. And he at this at one point he goes mm-hmm. outside and right across from his apartment, there's like a hospital, but it's been abandoned now that mm-hmm. you know now that the war is basically in the streets, it was abandoned. So somehow he manages to hide up in there for a while. Yeah. Until uh, until the uh, Nazis start burning all of the shops and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they, they burn the hospital. He has to get out of there. He has to flee. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can take it from here if you want. Okay. Well, he starts to flee. And then there's this wall. It's basically like the next town over. But not yeah. really. And so he hides in this big kind of house. And so he's looking for food. And so he finds this can of, like, cucumbers, I think, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, it, it's, like, that's a long a, time. That's important, guys. That is important. That's, but, yeah. Yeah. But it's basically, it doesn't happen, like, right away, guys. So um, he's there, and then he thinks it's abandoned. So he's, like, searching around. And then this Nazi officer. Okay, no, but you have to, like, give the backstory to the scene. The oh, scene, yeah, like, uh-huh. got me shaking. Okay, mm-hmm. like, basically, he finds he's starving. He finds this, like, can of, like, cucumber juice. Mm-hmm. Or, like, cucumber. And so he basically is trying to open it at one point. Uh-huh. And you know he's starving. Yeah, so he's, like, skinny guy. He's obviously starving here. And the, the thing falls. The can falls and all the juice is spilling out. Mm-hmm. And at this moment, I was, like, distraught because I was, like, his food. Yeah, I was, like, no, the food. The camera goes from his, like, spilled uh. can to, like, some boots. And I thought that was him at first. What? But the can, no, because it was boots. It was just black boots. And I was, like, oh, isn't that him? But then mm-hmm. the camera starts panning up the pants. And it's a Nazi officer mm-hmm. standing there watching him. And I was, like, no. Because obviously I thought this man was going to kill him. Uh-huh. He doesn't, thank God. Mm-hmm. But woo child, that scene got me shook. <laughs> I know. I was but... like, I uh, go on. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that was so, bad. so unlike other Nazi generals or officers, this guy has some compassion, and so yeah. he asks him, "What do you do? What do you work in?" And this guy, he's like, and our main character, he's like, "I'm a pianist." And yeah! so the man leads him to an area where there's a piano. And he's like, take your food with you. The food's important, guys. <laughs> and um, he sits him down and he's like, play for me. And so... Oh, this is the best scene for me out of the whole so, movie. guys, he hasn't played the piano in a long it's time. It's so long. And it's these... like, okay, throughout this whole story, they have basically, very subtly, but they have basically set up that this man loves the piano. That's like mm-hmm. his passion. Yeah. When you see him not being able to play it for so long and he mm-hmm. finally gets like a chance to play it even mm-hmm. though he's like facing death there's just something so like majestically about beautiful that about that and let me just say his playing was so majestic like mm-hmm. the song the fingers on the keys like every, his mm-hmm. face literally everything about that scene that's when i started crying it everything gives me the same vibe as yes. when we were reading night and the boy with the violin yeah. Oh, but that's like the first thing that came to my mind, and let me tell you, that scene almost cracked me. But literally, I love that kind of scene. It was like the best one in the movie for me. Yeah. So he starts playing, and and it's the... majestic, guys. Yeah. There is beautiful. magic here. Uh, and so that like touches the Nazi officer, and so he's like, "Where are you hiding?" Like he's like, "Okay, lead me to where you're gonna hide or whatnot." And so they go up to the attic, and there's a small little room. And he hides there. And then the Nazi officer brings in, like, 
and he he sets that up as like uh what's it called again what's temporary base temporary yeah office, like a headquarters uh-huh and so he brings everybody in and during that time he's basically like protecting um our main character mm-hmm. um the fact that we haven't said his name once i don't even for- uh, i forgot his name guys it's, it's, it's like hard, a bull- guys <laughs> it, it's a hard, it's like starts with a w and it has like 27 letters I know. it's like when i don't know when she or something yeah. He says his name. Honestly, I think I heard him say his name like twice in that movie. I know. It's like, it's it's like, oh, that is. Really Honestly, good. I do not know. I literally do not know anybody's name in this movie, at all. Guys, when it comes to like actual authentic, like, we'll call him. German we'll call Polish him name. Adrian. Yeah, we'll call him Adrian Brody. Uh, so Adrian Brody, um, is basically living up in the attic at- while everyone is like, well, there's like Nazi officers, generals under him, basically, and so the Nazi officer basically takes care of him and he brings them this loaf of bread and jam and he takes it up to him and when he's eating it guys i was like so happy that stuff looked good first of all the bread looked good get me another plate basically it looked good i was like (laughs) yeah like he was like eating he was like starving you know so he's eating it up and i'm like that's just a beautiful scene because like you know he didn't get to eat his cucumbers bro i don't know something (laughs) about that cucumber like that cucumber acted more than Noah Centineo ever did in any of his movies. I know, bro. That cucumber was, like, best supporting actor, basically. That can of cucumbers deserved a nomination. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's basically taking care of him, and then they have to leave. And so as the last act of, like, kindness, basically, the German officer gives him his coat. Um, and by so- the way... By the way, so right before he's about to leave, the German officer gives him his coat, which, by the way, is a Nazi uniform coat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and um, he also asks him what his name is so he can yeah. listen on the radio mm-hmm. because he said, after this, I guess I'll play on the radio again, the Polish radio. So mm-hmm. he gives him his name and he's like, oh, well, that's a good name for a uh, pianist, uh-huh. not for Jackson. That's just my. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he leaves and mm-hmm. basically. So then. Yeah, then Adrian Brody's up in the attic, and mm-hmm. the Russians... Was it Russians? The Russians are coming, guys. Yeah. <laughs> the Russians come in. The Nazis fled. The Russians come mm-hmm. in. The Russians are a good thing, guys, but it's like... Yeah, but also, thing. like, also when he was wearing that Nazi officer oh, uniform, I was like, that's that doesn't add up here. The anxiety. So, in, in a, like, daze, he runs out onto the street, and the girl... People. Yeah, he hears people, and then the girl, there's, like, a girl on the street, and she's, mm-hmm. like, German, so the not the mm-hmm. Russians start shooting at him because of yeah. his coat, which I knew for a fact I was going to happen, because I was, like, how are you going to be yeah. walking up to some with a Nazi coat? But we'll mm-hmm. forgive him because he's deranged right now. Yeah. He's not he, a- he was cold, guys. <laughs> he was cold and starving, and he hadn't talked to anyone except for, like, one person. So, mm-hmm. we'll, well, you know. We'll forgive him. We'll forgive him. So they start shooting at him, and he's, like, I'm, a Pol- I'm Polish. And they're like, oh, right, he is Polish. So, uh-huh. so he, like, faints. <laughs> and he, like, yeah. And he does not faint. Yeah, he, like, falls to the ground. He does not faint. But he falls to the ground. When? He literally falls to the ground. Don't you remember? When was that? I remember, like, when he's like, oh, no, like, I th- he was like, I'm cool. I think he, like, stumbles or something like that. I-, I-, I pictured him fall to the ground because they were shooting at him, so he was, like, trying to run away. Oh, well, like, he falls to the ground when he runs away, but then he comes out, and they're like, oh, he yeah, is Polish. Uh-huh. And then he's like, what's up with the coat? And he was like, I was cold. cold. And then, uh-huh. and then like, moves over. That's an iconic line, guys. I'm cold. That's an, he <laughs> said, I'm cold. I was like, mm-hmm. period. 
And so, and, you want to take it over from here? You can go. I've been talking a lot. Oh, well, basically, they. Oh. Uh, <laughs> do you want to talk or not? No, you go. <laughs> Don't get triggered. Don't get pressed. <laughs> go. Bruh. Okay. And so we haven't really talked about his like friends from like the resistance, I guess. Um, but they're a subplot. But it goes back to them basically because they're at the like camp or whatnot, and um, they're like liberated by the Russians. And so when was that really one of his friends? It was someone he knew. He was like working whenever when he was like working, and then like he would there was a people that he would like grab the guns from like the potato bags and that stuff. Oh, really? That was one of the guys? Yeah. I thought it was some dude. And then yeah. But <laughs> in the end, and I was like, oh, they're homies? Uh, yeah. And so um, they're passing by, and then the fellow German officer um, who helped Adrian Brody is basically in a pen with all the other Nazi generals and officers that you were know, in the camp and whatnot. About they to be killed it. by Russians. Uh-huh, about to be killed by the Russians. And so he passes by, and so he's like, spitting at them and like you know insulting them and then that was so uh, satisfying uh-huh I, I was like do it do it it's what they deserve uh, did you see that i sent you a video and i was like period do uh-huh, it yeah, period, and then period. the nazi officer the nazi officer runs out of the pack and i was like uh-huh. wait, like, wait i was minute. like i was like kill them and i was like wait don't kill them yeah don't kill them and so the officer that helped adrian brody runs up to him and he's like help 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 and he, the guy's like what and he's like i helped your friend and he's like what which one he's like the pianist the one and he says his name and so the and so he's, he's like, like adrian yeah Ad- he's like adrian brody <laughs> and so the guy's like oh and then but they're like but the russians are like shooing him away basically so he says and what's so, your name to yeah. the officer and the officer mm-hmm. gives him his name but the guy doesn't catch it, so he basically walks away, staring back. He's like, oh, I didn't hear his name, basically, so he can't, Which like, got me kind of triggered. It uh-huh. got me a little... I was like, mm-hmm. say your name louder. Yeah. I, I was like, repeat it. I was like, repeat it for us. I'm like, some of us are a little deaf, like... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it cuts back to our Sir Adrian Brody, and he's all, like, recovered, basically. Um and so okay, they're at the okay. site. Huh? That, we have to mention that there was something beautiful and in, inherently about this scene because in the beginning, as we said, it started off with him in a recording studio mm-hmm. at, and the basically the ending scene, well not the ending scene, but like mm-hmm. after his story has like ended, it's it's like the closing scene of like his story basically yeah. is him at a recording studio with the piano. And there's mm-hmm. I felt like there like it all came around yeah and it I all came like together there's something so inherently satisfying about that mm-hmm. because i at one point thought he was just gonna die mm-hmm. so i mean i don't think hmm? i was just gonna say something about that scene was so inherently satisfying to me that it all came around yeah. like to the beginning yeah i just i don't know i just mm-hmm. <laughs> i just caught like i just caught the perfection of that mm-hmm. and so being a, a good friend i guess the homie tells him <laughs> that the general is like oh do you know this guy and he's and then adrian brody's like oh yeah i do uh, and because they're back at it's like the scene where they're like at the camp where the camp was and then the guy's like are you sure it was right here and he's like yeah i'm pretty sure it was right here so that's another that's like another like you know nice scene and then we see all all of them like recovered and i was yeah like, oh, i was like beautiful. Oh, yes. beautiful and so that's basically the pianist for you guys 
Yeah, and then at the end, it shows, like, some really nice, like, words across the yeah. screen about mm-hmm. how, uh, how um, in real life, he, like, kept playing and stuff until, yeah. like, his, like, 2001 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then we learned that yeah. the officer Not- was yeah. killed in the camp. <laughs> Which, I mean, the officers deserve to go to that camp. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, okay, I was kind of conflicted. Because I was like, obviously, this Nazi officer mm-hmm. you know, harmed a lot of Jews. Yeah. Something, something about him helping Adrian Brody kind of mm-hmm. like, I forgave him a little bit in my heart. And I didn't want him to get killed, even yeah. though he kind of should have. But I didn't want him mm-hmm. to get killed. Yeah, like that but one I, act of kindness kind of like I impacted like, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I was like, period. Um, And then so. But they get like, what they deserve. <laughs> I, I mean they did all of them went to camp I'm happy mm-hmm. but um um what's it called right in the end it like tells that the the Nazi officer nothing is known about him except that he died in the camp and yeah. I was like I mean I guess good but mm-hmm. like also not like mm-hmm. I'm like RIP to him his family like cause there, it, zo- it zooms in a picture of him and his wife and his kids yeah. at his desk so I was like oh I feel kind of bad uh, but, I was like child anyways but they committed mass genocide so, I mean, yeah. Conflicted. <laughs> I think, okay, guys. Um, Basically, the ending, the very ending scene is him playing at an or- with an orchestra yeah. at, on, like, a stage. Which, period, he deserved it. Um, but the credits, so usually, pretty much every movie I've seen goes to the credits and it's, like, a black screen. Mm-hmm. Maybe with some, like, interaction, but, like, that's it. Mm-hmm. But this movie, I have actually never seen this and maybe I'm just don't watch enough movies but this scene is a solo of his fingers on the keys and when Mm -hmm. you're watching his fingers on the keys and listening to his solo that's when the credits go roll by yeah and i was like that's kind of cool and i actually watched through all of the credits Mm -hmm. like i know those credits have like pictures behind it's like a slideshow yeah Yeah. but i've I've never yeah i've never seen the movie like continue with like the I credits. Mean, in older movies, usually it's like a fade out, and it's just like you know how like it's like a classic like, people walking on a field, and then the credits roll next to them. No, child. What? What? what movie is that? I don't know, but it was like I forgot what movie, but it was basically these people like walking on a field, and then it was like the credits rolling next to them. So it's kind I'm of that watched, same. Vibe. I've only watched low budget Mexican movies where it's like fiend, and then it. Had, <laughs> the, the, yeah. no, but, why do all of the credits in old movies go at the beginning? I, and yeah, every credits in the old movies went at the beginning. I've been seeing a lot of old, older movies. Um, yeah, and movie they all go at the beginning. the beginning. So that's I mean, why they're all, they're all like fiend and then they end. Yeah, I like that better because like... I, Girl, I do not like that better because I then you gotta that. you gotta watch through every single name. No, you can just like skip it if you're watching it on the TV. I mean, yeah, but still, that's like too much. I like my movies to begin. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like if they're like in the beginning, there's actual stuff going on. So like I can't. Or like it'll it. it'll start off with like a blah 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 production presents mm-hmm. with blah 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 as blah blah, and then it has like some noise come in, and yeah. then it like opens in the movie. You know, uh, like yeah. it's like cars, it's like cars honking or something, yeah. and, and it's then, like, like a postcard or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it like opens, but like I've never seen like a movie that like is still basically sort of like going on. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it was unique that we got to see his like piano solo. Yeah, After, like, like all, the all that time, like not being able to play. 
It actually, bro, I don't know. Something about that one scene where he finally mm-hmm. got to play after so many years just touched me. I was like, yeah. <laughs> because, guys, before that scene, um, it, when he was in hiding, there was a piano, but he was supposed to yeah. be quiet. So there's this really, like, emotional sort of scene where he puts his fingers over the keys mm-hmm. but doesn't touch them. And, and he, like, plays, he, like, airplays. Uh, he, like, airplays in the air and he's, like, mm-hmm. listening to music in his head. And then uh, there's also a scene where he was, like, half starving, hiding out in the... What, who am I? Half starving, actually starving. Actually starving. Uh, hiding out, hiding. I was like, oh, well, he was only half starving. Half starving. He, he was like starving and like barely alive when he was hiding out in the hospital and he's sitting there like super weak and he puts his hands in the air and starts like airplaning. Yeah, and like when you finally mm. let, when you finally get to see him put his hands on actual keys and yeah. play, it's like the most beautiful like uh. thing. Ever. Forget about air guitar, guys. This, this <laughs> is immaculate. This is immaculate. I have never watched a piano movie, but this one, like, mm-hmm. fla- no, I, that's a lie. I watched I'll- La La Land, and I liked his okay, piano. That's a piano movie. <laughs> I, I liked La La Land's piano scenes. Also, La La Land does have a pretty impactful, like, the piano was, like, a central thing. But, yeah, like, the piano was, like, uh, the little <laughs> Yeah. The little pianist was so, like, mm-hmm. the piano has so much, like, the, like, I don't know. It was just so good. Mm. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you give the pianist? Bro, are you kidding? It's a 10 out of 10. It was a 10 out of 10 before I even finished mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Just Adrian Brody's acting in this movie, guys, was so, so, so good. Mm-hmm. I also give it a 10 out of 10. Like, I was like, <laughs> for the minute, like, the minute so I was like, this, I have a feeling it's going to be a 10 out of 10. And it was. And I'm proud of It was of that. such a 10 out of 10. Like, mm-hmm. not even just the actors, because every single actor who was on there ate mm-hmm. it up played they their all, part right they all played their part like everyone ate it up so much there was not one actor who was lacking mm-hmm. but not even that but like the screenplay the the cinematography uh-huh. the costumes were so mm-hmm. good too the costumes the setting mm-hmm. the directing was so good everything just played a part so like all the ingredients came together for this mm-hmm. it was everything so was real good. guys it wasn't like super fake or like it was like, like the video yeah uh, it's like it the was, video where he's like the flavor is just so real uh-huh. like authentic guys authentic this movie was so good and not mm-hmm. to mention adrian brody did not make it hard on the eyes uh-huh. neither did his brother exquisite. exquisite neither did that nazi officer mm-hmm. guys even though he's a bad guy <laughs> even though he's a bad guy like he's not in real life so well, of course all of the, basically, all the, like, main men besides, like, the old guys and that stuff. <laughs> no, his dad? His yeah, dad was his eating dad. it up. Uh, his dad was eating it up, like, period. Bro, period. when they, like, threw the person out of the wheelchair. Oh, my God. Guys, this movie's rated R for, like, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, to me, to be, to be honest, I didn't think the violence was that bad. Mm-hmm. It's rated R because it's, like, it's, when, like, Holocaust. When there's or... violence, it's, like, depicted. It's not, like, a... Yeah off-screen death it's like on-screen death so and it's about the holocaust world War two yeah so it's which makes it like stuff, i guess yeah i mm-hmm. mean okay there's this one scene where him and his family are looking out the window because mm-hmm. the uh the nazis have pulled up to a house across the street from them mm-hmm. you can literally see the nazi officers storm into the person across the like yeah. way their room and they tell mm-hmm. everyone uh, the Nazi officers are so dumb. Anyways, they tell <laughs> everyone to get up, and there's a man in a wheelchair. Obviously, yeah, they're like, get up. get up! And so they take him onto the balcony and throw him out the window. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Yeah. 
everyone else runs out onto the street and they'll just shoot them and they run mm-hmm. them over with wait now that i'm like saying it, it kind of was violent it, it is violent because it's like it, a splat on the ground and then you can see I know. Like, the blood going off. They like throw him off a window. Then everyone mm-hmm. runs outside. They shoot them all yeah. and then run them over with the. Oh, that was kind of bad. Uh-huh. Ah, well, they run then then they run them over with the yeah. uh, tank. Like, or not the tank, like yeah. the truck. I like how they played out that scene because it was the perspective of Adrian Bird and his family. And they can see like the lights turning on and like every Ooh, time that they, was go, good. they went up the stairs and that stuff and like that's the family saying, sitting like, at the table that, yeah that's why i'm saying like the cinematography and like the, yeah. the camera work was so good i know because it like follows it follows like the lights when they all turn mm-hmm. on and then like i was yeah. like Ooh, that's good mm-hmm. also it like a, it was good guys yeah. mm-hmm. the german representation in this one snapped the- <laughs> <laughs> all of those the officers <laughs> all those officers were speaking fluent german well maybe mm-hmm. i wouldn't know but that german know. snapped the uh-huh. Polish snapped. And there's not, there's like not a lot of lines in this movie, guys. There's not a lot of dialogue because it's there like really is being alone. So it's him being alone for a, a large portion of it. Him like acting like without any need for Bro, words yes. or that stuff. That's when an talent, actor, talent. when an actor, I feel like when an actor can act without the distraction of like any background, any special effects, yeah. it's just him alone acting from pure talent. That is what Adrian Brody did in this movie. Mm-hmm, that's he what acted he did. just. It was just pure acting coming out of him. It was mm-hmm. really good. Oscar Not to mention, like Oscar worthy. Period. Um, I was gonna say something, but then I forgot. Oh, my bad. If you were your thought, where would you go? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I was gonna say something about like the the Jew Jew something about that. What was I even gonna say? Oh, right, right. Okay. Maybe I'm just watching bad Holocaust movies. I don't know. But I every time I've watched a Holocaust movie, or, like, I've watched a couple of Holocaust movies where they have British accents, oh. I do not know why they have British accents. But in this one, they actually had real, like, German a- or, like, Polish accents. Mm-hmm. And they were obviously speaking English because, obviously, you need to know what they're saying. Yeah. But they had like, actual, like, accents, like, mm-hmm. the like some nice Polish accents. And I was like, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm, like, scarred from those Holocaust movies I've watched where they literally have, ger- like, British accents. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, like, in Germany, and they're, like, hey, well, why didn't we get a cup of tea? Like, mm-hmm. you're not British. Uh-huh. I don't know why. I, it's, I, I can let it slide when it's, like, children, but, like, Yeah, you know. children or whatever. Mm-hmm. Children, yeah, whatever. Were, children in this movie actually did have those nice Polish accents, mm-hmm. and I was, like, period. Yeah. There was like barely any kids in this movie, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were actually barely any kids that were like mm-hmm. there, were, there weren't any kids that were important. Yeah, it was it was just Adrian Brody. The like, most in- the most important child was the one in that girl's womb. <laughs> oh yeah, that was it, bro. I was kind of heartbroken because like in the beginning, right? like, they like form a relationship, like, and then like yeah, he's, like, sees him, and then he's like, "How long have you been?" She's like, "A year," and I'm like, "Bro, if you've been Bruh. a year before, you could have gotten her." <laughs> No, I feel like it could have been something, but, you know, mm-hmm. we can't have, obviously, nothing good is going to come out of uh-huh. Hulk. Yeah, like, nothing good is going to come out besides him like, surviving. I feel like I've seen that before in another movie where, like, she's at the door and then she moves and she's, like, pregnant. And I was like, oh, what? I feel Bruh, like, it's like love, when we were, like, talking about loving Vincent, uh, guys, we were talking <laughs> an episode about that a while ago. But it was really boring. But it was really boring, but we had the same dilemma. Yeah, we wanted some two characters to get together, but they never mm-hmm. did. Yeah. I think it was us too, because there was never it's like just, in the uh... pianos. In the pianos, there's like hint, like they hinted at a romance. Mm-hmm. In love, it's they didn't hit at anything. We yeah, were just, it was it, it, it's pretty like 
I think there's something about us that just, like, picks up that stuff that's, like, unnecessary. Like, get together, and then they never did. Yeah. I don't even think they were ever, like, supposed to. But for mm-hmm. some reason, we were doing them for no reason. Yeah, I was like, I was like, ooh! And then and then I see it, and I was like, oh. And my dad's Bruh, like, oh. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, his family was so good. Like, they weren't mm-hmm. on screen for like a I long know. time they really were but they were to this day i can picture every one of his family members and their attitudes mm-hmm, like they Everyone's ate it up unique lo- they ate it up they Even really though, like they're like background characters basically or like um supporting characters. Yeah. They're, like, important um, for, like, a little while, but that's Yeah, it. but even though they only come out for, like, a third of the film, you can, like, you remember them the whole way through, and you're like, oh, yeah, his brother was, like, very egotistical, some, and then his sister was very much, like, worrisome, very intellectual, Yeah, and his dad was, you know... His dad was kind of funny. His, his, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but... Being an old man. The only thing I will say about this movie, and uh, obviously this is just my opinion, but... He lost his entire family, and I just felt like there wasn't, after he lost his family, there wasn't that much, like, um, important, like, I, he had, like, a really bad time after he lost his family, but I feel like it wasn't that, like, I lost my entire family forever Mm -hmm. type of beat, but also it could just be me, because obviously he was in that circumstance, and he was Mm -hmm. trying to so I, what we saw was probably just him trying to survive so he wouldn't be like mourning his family for a long time yeah. because he has to like survive but i just wish we could have gotten more of like him mourning for his family but also it's still 10 out of 10 for me so it wasn't yeah. that big mm-hmm. I, I see it as like you're in this like dark situation you kind of have to move on to survive yeah that's what i'm saying so i yeah. forgive them for that <laughs> i forgive them for that too but mm-hmm. um 10 out of 10 I did remember that Adrian Brody got a Best Actor award, and you know what? Uh-huh. The Oscars, he deserved it. Like, he mm-hmm. deserved that Best Actor. I don't care. Are we going to talk about that Halle Berry situation? In fact, we are. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys go look it up, please. Mm-hmm. I have opinions on this. Um, what year was that? Like, what? 2002, I think. Mm-hmm. Before or 2003. We were born, no, it was, it was 2003. Well, before we were born, but, like, it's still yeah. prevalent. <laughs> I mean, my brother was, like, two, so give, yeah. It's not like he's so, going to remember Right, my parents <laughs> were alive, so that's why. No. Yeah, our parents were alive, but um, basically at the Oscars, uh, two thousand two Oscars, Adrian Brody won Best Actor, and Holly mm-hmm. Berry was the one presenting it. And so, for some reason, Adrian Brody walked onto that stage to get his Oscar, and then he kissed her for like a lot on the lips for a long time too. <laughs> and I thought it was at first, I thought it was like staged, like, but then I was it? like, it's not staged because. She looked very surprised, and she, like, played it off. Like, she even, like, wrapped her arms around his neck and, like, played it off. But then I looked it up, and in an interview, she was like, yeah, it wasn't staged, and I just played it off, but if I felt really uncomfortable. And I was like, child, that's, like, low-key sexual assault to kiss it someone is, without it, their consent. It's not low-key. It is. It is. It is. And I was like, um, I'm not going to stand Adrian Brody for... You know what? I don't even know what his character is like. I need to look up some interviews yeah. or something. I don't know what his character like, was like. Judging him just by the piano. <laughs> I stand his acting, okay, and his looks. I don't yeah. know about his character yet, but like, like that was such a weird I moment, I was and like, I was like, "What was the reason for that?" Mm-hmm. And then I'm apparently, gonna... and they asked him about it like several times. And the one quote that everyone takes is he said something like, 
there was so much love in that room and I something about like there was a lot of love in that room and I like took it oh he said I saw a chance and took it or something like that <laughs> I was like what are you talking about I saw like, a chance and took it actually let me look it up actually yeah. okay like, it's gonna you say we're talking about you know that one like it was like I think another Oscar year where Scarlett Johansson or someone was standing like taking pictures and someone comes John behind Travolta. her John Travolta yeah and like kisses her if, like, it's kind of like the same beat, but a little bit more intense because it's actually a kiss on the lips. It, it, it was so gross. I don't know. I just felt uncomfortable. Okay, let me see. I'm, I'm looking up like a... Uh, that a doesn't take away from it. the fact that his nose is beautiful, but... Oh my god, that man is so beautiful. I have... Yes. All right. Oh, let me... Let me scroll through until I find it. Bro, I'm he sweating. Said, it's so hot in my room. It's literally so hot in my room. I'm literally jail. Oh, right. Plus, I'm pretty sure he um defended... uh, What's his name? He defended... Uh, oh, he, he defended Harvey Weinstein. <gasps> so, there's also that. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, Kyle, we're... I thought you were going to say, like, Woody Harrelson. I was like, what about Woody Harrelson? <laughs> What does it say? Sexual assault, child. Huh? That's what he said. What did I? It cut you off. <laughs> oh, I, I literally closed the app already. Um, uh, I it just said heard, I just heard sexual assault, and I was like, we already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me just put it from memory. It said there was a lot of love in that room, real love and recognition. I saw a chance, and I took it. That's what he said. That doesn't justify anything. That does not justify any, any part of that kiss or him defend. Okay. Maybe he defended Harvey Weinstein before, like, getting all the facts out. I don't know what that was. But that Halle Berry kiss was pretty black and white. And I don't know what it was. Like, also, That's out of pocket. It, it's super out of pocket. Especially on, like, the Oscar stage I with looking at you. And then uh... also, after I heard Halle Berry say that she was, like, super uncomfortable, I was like, bro, you need to, like, do something about that. Uh... I don't know. Something about that kiss does not sit right with my soul, it, with my spirit. Right with my why, is, why does the Oscars always have this stuff happen? And it's Scarlett always about the Oscars. Right? No it's Scarlett Holly Berry. I'm pretty sure there's been, like, other things that mm-hmm. have happened exactly like this. I don't know why this always happens. It, it, it's, like, the biggest event, basically, of the year, so people, like, everyone's gonna be watching. Like. And people need to act up. Like, mm-hmm. bruh. Like, I need to be remembered. Like Adrian Brody, I look, man, your nose is the finest thing on this planet. You are mm-hmm. a fine man. You are I would, fine man. I would let you run me over with that piano, but and your acting is beautiful, gorgeous, incredible. But that That's Holly Berry pocket. kiss was out of pocket. Out of pocket. You need a, and then defending Harvey Weinstein, ch- uh, very ch- out of pocket. We don't, Very we don't condone that, guys. We don't support that, but we support We don't his support nose. that. I will forever support your performances, but this one was not it. Mm-hmm. I was literally watching the video, and I was like, oh, that's that's got to be staged. And then I kept watching it, and I was like, that was definitely not staged. I mean, they're actors. They can make it look staged. <laughs> they can make it look staged, but I was like, yeah, that does not... Imagine you're, like, just standing there, like, presenting an Oscar, and the dude comes up, and instead of getting the award, he, like, goes straight and kisses you. You're like, that is the so... the Award for Best Actor goes to Adrian Brody. <laughs> that <laughs> made me... Standing there, and then you get, like, kissed. Kiss full up on the mouth. That's, like, so uncomfortable. Uh-huh. 
Chat, why did he say I saw a chance and took it? What oh, chance? What, what chance? Okay, like, separating his explanation from the actual event, if he says there was a lot of love and recognition, okay, yeah, you're winning your first Oscar for like, Best Actor. Youngest one to audience. ever. Right? <laughs> like, like, youngest man to ever win Best Actor at the Oscars. Yes, we get it. Really? Oh, what, what was, yeah, at 24 or something, he was the youngest man to win Best Actor. Oh, But, wow. like... Why did you say I saw a chance and took it? Uh, that doesn't justify anything. That's like Harvey. That's like Harvey, he's like I saw a chance and took it. <laughs> he's like he's like I saw the deer caught in the in the headlights and I I, I like it. It. <laughs> it's like the play was weak. <laughs> I don't understand that. Like I don't get it. Like, kiss the audience. Kiss the like, Oscar. Yeah, like kiss the, yeah, kiss the Oscar. Kiss the Oscar. You, you could have just done, like, like a French greeting, like, kiss on, like, the cheek, like, the mwah-mwah thing. Maybe, maybe if we're, like, super happy, maybe, like, a friendly hug, friendly mm-hmm. side hug, wave <laughs> to the audience, blow a kiss in the air, kiss, yeah. the, Oscar, kiss the mic if you're that desperate. Why do you have to kiss Holly Berry? Why do you have to kiss Holly Berry? At least the cheek, okay, but why do you yeah, have to the kiss? Cheek, yeah, Even that sort of, like, if it's not, con- like, if you didn't condone it, then where yeah. was the consent? There was no consent. There was no consent. <laughs> that was so out of pocket. Bruh. That's so Bruh. unlike him. <laughs> we don't even know him. <laughs> but you know, the Adrian Brody in the Adrian Brody Polish Jew that I know would not be doing that. Mm-hmm. Did you he see was, how he, he respected that respect, respectable man? He really respected that lady. Like mm-hmm. he said, "We'll see her next time." Like, mm-hmm. why are you like this? Well, why are you doing this? <laughs> what was the reason for that kiss? <laughs> reason, uh... Also, I don't even want to talk about the Harvey Weinstein stuff. No, don't even now. <laughs> but I bet when the Me Too movement started, all eyes swiveled towards Adrian Brody. <laughs> it's like everyone's head turned to him. <laughs> Bro, I'm dead. That was so out of pocket. <laughs> that was... Guys, we do not condone that behavior. I don't care if you win Best Actor. You do not have the right to do that. <laughs> And not even if you won anything, if you're yeah, just there, like, even, yeah. no, what? Uh-huh. Don't start with that. Also, um, a handshake, please. Uh-huh. A nice handshake, a nice side hug that is consent. Mm-hmm. Like, we love that type of stuff. Like, but, like, cry to the audience. <laughs> John Travolta and Adrian Brody really need a oh, brush. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they were thinking. I think John Travolta is just sort of creepy now. I know. You, <laughs> I'm yeah. just. I can, like, imagine him, like, being creepy in like, my head. I can, like, see his, like, face right now. Like, you know how he's old and he has a, like, yeah. wow. He just creeps me out. Bro, I can imagine him, like, you know how, like, people, like, how do you describe it? They, like, wiggle their fingers. Yeah. <laughs> With, like, the smile, like, the grin. Yeah. And they're, like, hi, <laughs> but, like, they wiggle their fingers. <laughs> I can totally tell he's one of those people. I was I could imagine that in my brain right now and it hurts. Oh no, I, imagine being Scarlett Johansson and he feeling his like slimy hands like go up <laughs> ways. Oh god! You like the greaser hair? <laughs> that is so okay. I feel like there's been okay with that Scarlett Johansson thing, and then didn't he kiss Adina Menzel or something? I, on the I, lips at the Oscar. No, he grabbed her chin. At the Oscar again. Yeah, at the Oscar. When they were on stage together at the Oscars. He like grabbed her chin and was like doing some weird stuff like to her face. And then he kissed Scarlett Johansson. Then he mispronounced Adina Menzel's name. Oh, uh-huh, he's like Adina Menzel. 
I there was like, and then his explanation for that was terrible. Like, <laughs> I, I guess. Oh no! And then um, he's trying to stay relevant. I think he went on the like talk some. I think it was like Stephen Colbert or something show, and he asked him about that, and he was like. Oh, I saw, like, he said he saw, it was, like, Goldie Hawn or something backstage, and she was, like, so beautiful or something that he got distracted. I something like chance. that. <laughs> I, I saw a chance and I took it type <laughs> of beat. Something really gross like that, and that's why he, like, forgot the name. I'm going to have to find, like, tears coming out of my eyes. But John Travolta has, okay, I don't know Adrian Brody. I don't know why he did that. He could he could be a full-on creep in real life, uh-huh, or he could have uh-huh. just been a slip-up. But John Travolta and Adrian Brody right now are giving me the same energy, and I am not liking Adrian Brody in the same category as John Travolta. I don't like that. I like to put him higher up. I would like to put him higher up because he's really fine and he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about his nose for like an hour, like just today. But God. John Travolta was never cute to me ever. No, I don't. I I don't like. I didn't. His butt chin. I don't know. His chin. I was. <laughs> I was gonna say his chin. I was gonna say, wait, you know that guy who used to have a talk show and now he has car show, like he has a car show. What's his name? He has like Ooh. a super big chin. Um, he has a car show. What's his name? There's uh, like five car shows. Like, wow. No, but he used to be a talk show, a talk show host, like late night, and then he got a car show. Oh my god, what's his name? It's on like uh, it's on like the History Channel or something. I was gonna say something. I was like, no, I can't. Oh, Jay that. Leno, Jay Leno. Oh, Jay Leno. Like same type of chin. Like I don't like <laughs> it. I don't like. <laughs> like even in his prime time, which I guess was like Greece or something, when yeah. he looked like okay, I never thought he was that cute. No, I didn't think it was cute either. Something about his chin, like just really gets like no. Mm-hmm. If you put Adrian Brody as like super skinny with a beard, locked in a flat, <laughs> and you put John Travolta next to him, I'd go to Adrian Brody. <laughs> Okay, but, like, I don't know why we found Adrian Brody fine when, like, he was literally for that and role, like, like, starving dying. himself. And he, he said he lost, like, 30 pounds or something for that role, and he's, like, dying. And we're, like, that man is Bro, fine. that's what, that's what Joaquin Phoenix, he's, like, I lost, like, 30 pounds for that. They're, like, it's, like, the that skinny, guys. He was, like, that skinny. It was, like... Which, I I thought it looked pretty natural on his tall frame, but maybe yeah, that's just... Uh-huh. Tall, skinny people look... Like, oh, why? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix did look like very gaunt, but mm-hmm. for some reason, Adrian Brody to me looked normal. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. I, and then I realized he's like ripped in real life. Yeah, I'll, like, I was like, I was like, oh, something about like guys who look like they're about to die and they're like super tall and like two pounds, like period. Bro, but then I was literally describing crackhead addicts. <laughs> But then he's like really ripped in real life, and I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, I forgot he was like actually like very rich he's like buff that man has like an eight pack and i was like wait a minute and it's not deformed like most skinny guys don't even talk about the deformities (laughs) (laughs) are you thinking who i'm thinking of right now (laughs) who are you thinking of wait the guy from 1970 (laughs) (laughs) you did not think you did not bring him up. Jay- <laughs> Jay- <laughs> what Wait, what's his up. name? What's his Isn't name? It, well, the name the name in the movie was like Sam, right? Yeah, but what's his name in real life? The actor, uh, something uh, with an Pancakes R. on Tuesday. <laughs> what? <laughs> the video you sent me. 
<laughs> no, I don't remember. You're like, I like pancakes on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, I think that was like an interview, right? Yeah, it was an interview. Okay, guys, I thought like, okay, was he cute to you or? Yeah, I thought he was pretty cute. Yeah, he was pretty cute. Anyways, um, <laughs> don't ask me, don't ask me where we came across <laughs> across a shirtless pig. <laughs> but he asked. <laughs> we don't even have a right to laugh at this. Wait, wait, we I need to stop laughing. Three, two, one. We don't, we don't have a right. <laughs> we really do not have a right to laugh at this. Like this is I so know. out of pocket. We don't even Consider- have like we don't even have a six pack. I don't even have like one ounce of muscle in my body, so I have no right. But um, there's like these certain guys that have like six packs, but they're like deep four. <laughs> I can imagine Timothy Chalamet with one of those six packs. I'm sorry. The body of like someone who would have a deformed six pack. He doesn't have a six pack, but he has like. But he would. Oh, no, no, okay, because in Call Me By Your Name, he was like super skinny, but that was like sort of for the role. Like, he's really skinny in real life, but in Call Me By Your Name, he was like extra skinny. Extra skinny. He was like I've 17 seen, skinny. He's a 17 year old skinny. I've seen like um paparazzi pics. I see Bob Brazzy picture where he's like on a boat and he doesn't have a shirt on and he's not he doesn't have a six pack but like if he turns to the side he kind of does but it's like a normal one. I, it's I like, feel like he'd have a deformed six pack. It's like sort of toned. He's I'm waiting for the role. I'm like waiting for a role where he has to get like really buff. <laughs> I can't imagine him ripped. No, me no. neither. <laughs> I feel like he'd be like the little head type of guys. Little head, like big shoulders, little head, rip guy. <laughs> Don't even start. I like Timothy Shami how he is. But anyways, Sam Rockwell. No. That that was his name in the movie. It was? It was Sam something. It was like Samuel. I I swear this guy's last name is like Rockwell or something like that. An English name. Jeremiah. Oh, George McKay. Yes. Yeah, George McKay. Um, We're not going to talk about that, though. (laughs) Back to Adrian Brody. Back to um, Adrian Brody. That was out of pocket. Like uh, Anyways, so oh, basically, almost an hour. Ah, oh, wait. We need a summary. The summary of this episode is that the pianist was really good. We really mm-hmm. recommend it. That thing. We rarely give movies a ten out of ten. Yeah, ten out of ten. Plus, Adrian Brody's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're watching it, just don't think about that low key sexual assault that he did. Yeah. On. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was weird. We don't mm-hmm. condone that. Um, Any last words? <laughs> Thank you for watching. <coughs> uh, thank you for watching. Th- for- no, not watching. Thank you for listening to yes, this. Yes, thank you for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.